Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Wednesday, January 3rd. Samsung's Galaxy S24 lineup is set for a January 17th debut, and Tech for Palestine launches to provide tools to help support Palestinians. Plus, we'll be discussing what's next for Mozilla and the availability of Microsoft Copilot on iOS and Android. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Technology Station. Please enjoy today's selection of technology news. Samsung's mobile division is set to host its latest unpacked event on January 17th, a week after CES. If past events are anything to go by, we're likely to see the unveiling of Samsung's new mobile flagship, the Galaxy S24. Celeste, what can we expect from this event? Well, James, if we look at last year's event, Samsung introduced three key versions of the S23, along with a few Galaxy Book laptops. This year, leaks suggest we're going to see the S24, S24 Plus, and the S24 Ultra. The renders don't seem to deviate much from their predecessors. The devices are expected to sport 6.2, 6.7, and 6.8-inch displays, respectively. And what about the camera setup? Any significant changes there? The S24 and S24 Plus are rumored to have a trio of rear-facing cameras, while the Ultra model could have four, including a 200-megapixel sensor. The Ultra model also seems to maintain much of the Galaxy Note line's DNA, including square edges and S Pen functionality. There's also talk of a titanium option for the Ultra Premium model, similar to the iPhone 15 Pro Max. Interesting. And what about the processor? Any upgrades there? Yes, indeed. The new models are rumored to be among the first to be powered by Qualcomm's more powerful and power-efficient Snapdragon 8 Gen 3 chip. Interestingly, despite these upgrades, leaked price sheets suggest a lower price point in Europe, which could be good news for potential buyers. That's certainly something to look forward to. And where is this event taking place? The event is being held in the South Bay and will kick off at 10 a.m. PT. It will also be available for streaming. For those eager to get their hands on the device, Samsung is offering a $50 reserve credit on pre-orders for those who reserve the device sight unseen up to January 16th. That's quite an incentive. It will be interesting to see how these new models are received and how they stack up against the competition. Now, in the wake of the recent conflict in the Gaza Strip, a coalition called Tech for Palestine has been formed by over 40 founders, investors, engineers, and others in the tech industry. The aim is to create open source projects, tools, and data to help others in the industry advocate for the Palestinian people. Celeste, can you give us some insight into this? Certainly, James. The launch of this group comes at a tense time in the region, following the October 7th attack by Hamas on Israel, which led to the deaths of over 100 individuals and the displacement of millions of Palestinians. The tech industry has been divided over the Israel-Hamas war, with some losing their jobs over calls for ceasefires and speaking in support of Palestine. So who is behind this initiative and what are their goals? The founder of Tech for Palestine is Paul Bigar, who also founded Circle CI a company last valued at $1.7 billion. Bigger hopes to raise more awareness of the war in Gaza, fight for a permanent ceasefire, and provide ways for those who are afraid to speak publicly in support of Palestine to still offer support. This is one of the first tech initiatives to take a public stance supporting Palestine. And it could represent a turning point in the venture industry's posture regarding the Israel-Hamas conflict. How is this initiative being received in the tech community? After Bigar wrote a viral blog post criticizing the lack of support the tech industry has shown Palestinians, he said thousands of people reached out to him with words of support, many of them afraid to speak up themselves for fear of potential career impacts. 
This led to the formation of the Tech for Palestine community. The platform, still in its early days, will feature projects run by small groups and serve as a place to share resources and advice. What kind of projects are they working on? So far, they've created a badge for engineers to use on GitHub that calls for a ceasefire and created HTML snippets for people to use on their websites to put up a support ceasefire banner. There are plans to eventually work more with Palestinian organizations and help Palestinian startups with mentorship and cloud credits. It's interesting to see how tech is being leveraged in this way. Speaking of tech, Mozilla, the organization synonymous with the Firefox browser, has been branching out in recent years, investing in startups, acquiring companies, and launching Mozilla.ai to bring more of its open source ethos into the AI space. Mozilla's president and executive director, Mark Sermon, has shared some insights into what's next for the organization. Celeste, could you elaborate on this? Absolutely, James. Sermon has highlighted that Mozilla is making a shift to extend its influence beyond just the browser and its activist personality. The focus is on taking Mozilla's values into the AI era. The organization launched Mozilla.ai around the time when GPT-4 and the first Llama models became widely available. The goal is to find open source, trustworthy AI opportunities and build a business around them. That sounds like a significant shift. Can you tell us more about what Mozilla.ai is aiming to achieve? Certainly, James. Sermon has mentioned that Mozilla.ai is focusing on making it easier to use any open-source large-language model in a trustworthy, privacy-sensitive, and affordable way. At the moment, it's challenging for most developers, and even more so for consumers, to run their own models. Mozilla.ai is working on building a wrapper that can be put around any open-source large-language model to fine-tune it, build data pipelines for it, and make it highly performant. That sounds like a promising endeavor. But what does this mean for the future of open-source AI? Sermon believes that the principles of transparency and freedom to study the code, modify it, and redistribute it will remain key in open source AI. However, the exact form that open source AI will take is still being figured out. Sermon also emphasizes that open source AI is necessary for making the next era of the internet open and accessible for all, but it is not sufficient on its own. He suggests that various open source groups will need to band together to create alternatives to the small group of well-funded players currently dominating the AI market. That's an interesting perspective. And where does this leave the Firefox browser? Sermon believes that AI will become part of everything Mozilla does, including the Firefox browser. The aim is to implement AI in a way that's trustworthy and benefits people. He envisions the browser evolving to be more protective and helpful to users, possibly through an assistant that helps summarize articles and provide proactive notifications. He likens this to the early days of Firefox, where the browser stood out for its ability to block annoying pop-up ads, and now the question is what the equivalent of that will be for the AI era. That's a fascinating vision for the future of browsing. It'll be interesting to see how Mozilla navigates this new era of AI and how it impacts the internet as we know it. In related news, over the holiday season, Microsoft quietly launched its Copilot app on Android, iOS, and iPadOS. This app, which was formerly known as Bing Chat, operates similarly to OpenAI's ChatGPT. Celeste, can you break down what this app is all about? Certainly, James. Copilot is an AI chatbot where users can type in a question or a prompt and receive responses generated by artificial intelligence. It's a versatile tool that can be used for a wide range of tasks, from drafting emails and composing stories to summarizing complex texts and even creating personalized travel itineraries. It also includes an image creator feature powered by DALI 3, 
which can be used for tasks like curating social media content, help generating logo designs, and visualizing film and video storyboards. That sounds like a powerful tool. How does it compare to other AI technologies on the market? What's significant about Copilot is that it gives users access to OpenAI's GPT-4 technology for free. This is notable because OpenAI's own GPT app runs on GPT-3.5 technology and charges for access to GPT-4. So, in essence, Microsoft is offering a more advanced AI technology at no cost. Interesting. But hasn't this technology been available for a while now? Yes, you're correct. Copilot has been available on the web for some time. However, the mobile launch represents a significant expansion of its accessibility. Previously, similar functionality was available via the Bing chat feature on the Bing app. With the launch of Copilot on mobile, Microsoft is looking to offer Copilot as a standalone service, potentially replacing the Bing app, although no official statement has been made on that front yet. So it seems like Microsoft is really pushing to make this AI technology more accessible to users. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out and what impact it might have on the AI market. And with that, we conclude our stories for today on Current Radio. Looking forward to sharing more updates with you tomorrow.